Damn, Doug. He lying, Drew. He's been crying like a baby the last few days. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm going to be back on Friday. No. I am going to be back Saturday. No. I am a legend. <laughs> on the pod, though, me and Ray Lewis went head up. <laughs> I was like, Ray, you ain't got it no more. He was like, shit. You look like Aunt Jemima right now, my nigga. <laughs> <laughs> I got it wrapped up. The most important thing, self-confidence. Without that skill, we are useless. When you lose sight or belief in yourself, we're done for. What's good, everybody? You know the fucking drill. We're back. Another episode of Irrational Confidence, the pod. Yours truly, Jerome in the building. I got my man, DJ J Pounds, a.k.a. Jordan Booth. What's happening? I said, you know the fucking drill. Oh, man. That is that is aggressive, sir. It is aggressive. I, I, like, I, like, I, like, I like that, though. You know, you need that sometimes. The fuck, <laughs> the fuck is up, everybody. <laughs> Happy Easter. It's funny because, well, it's several days after Easter, but okay. Um, <laughs> I missed you. I missed you. <laughs> we're posted up. I was barbecuing not too long ago, and someone pulled up in the alley, like, kind of behind my house. And they just said uh, to a group of people standing there, you know the fucking drill. And I don't know what that meant. I don't know if he was fucking around. I don't know if he was telling them to run it. I don't know if he was telling them to get in. I don't know what the deal was, but I, it was it was amazing. So Yeah, that sounds like some, like, get butt naked. Give me everything you got. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. You, know the fucking, you know the fucking drill. Hands, uh, pockets out, cash out. You <laughs> right. know what it is. You know what it is. Uh, <laughs> um, yo, uh, before we get into some of these topics, I wanted to ask you this hypothetical. So, um, oh, I love these. With my job, I got um, we got like some extra spiffs for selling certain products. And right now, I got uh, if this deal goes through in the next week, which I really think it might. Um, I'm gonna get on top of my commission. I'll get thirty-two hundred dollars in Amazon gift cards. Mm. And I was just wondering, had you, if you were given thirty-two hundred dollars in Amazon gift cards, what outlandish, unnecessary shit that you would never, under regular circumstances, buy would you purchase? Oh, that's easy. I'm getting a dirt bike from Amazon. <laughs> All right, I like it. I, I'm getting a dirt bike, dirt bike, or like a quad four wheeler ATV. I'm getting some type of, uh, you know, motocross, motorsport type vehicle. You can sure. get those on Amazon. I don't shit. Who knows? But shit, I, that's my only option. <laughs> that's the only way that would be acceptable for me to get a dirt bike in my current situation. Yeah. As, if, <laughs> as if I had $3,200 in Amazon gift card money and I was like, you know what? This is what I want. They do have dirt bikes on Amazon. I mean, a lot of yes. the little the little mini bikes, but they got they got a couple full-size ones. That's crazy. I, I mean, it's Amazon, bro. They, I mean, they, they're the reason, you know, my man is a billionaire. Yeah, I, I don't know. They're- it just never dawned on me that they might have... Uh, that they might actually have dirt bikes. That is crazy. Can you buy a car on Amazon? That- I'm sure you can. <laughs> you can get cars from Walmart now too. What? Yeah, Walmart has a, a car section. 
not like not like obviously you can't go in the store and like oh yeah look at this new camry but they yeah. have an online subscription where you can buy cars through walmart that's wild right now the world is changing that's wild i mean i would never buy a car unless like I mean, I would have to know a lot about the car to buy sight unseen. You know what I mean? Like, I want to test. Oh it, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, if mm -hmm. I've already done my research, gone to a dealership and whatnot, but still, I feel like Amazon or Walmart would be a weird place to go cop a, cop a whip real quick. I mean, if they got it for the low ski shit, you gotta. I mean, you gotta play the game. Yeah. I mean, that's the that's the game we're all playing in that situation. When you get a new whip. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, all right, let's, let's get in. Let's knock out some of these topics, uh, that you sent my way. First topic you sent my way. What should my 49ers do with the third overall pick? Uh, I think this is easy money. Justin Fields. Justin Fields, hands down. No, no type of, you know, preconceived thoughts about any other quarterback. Yeah, get, Justin Ma Fields. get Mac Jones the fuck out of here, all right? It just seems like Alex Smith all over to me. You know what I mean? Like, let's get someone dynamic. I mean, Mac Jones could be a good starting quarterback in the NFL. Like, think that's his, 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 at his max potential, he could be like the 10th, 11th, 12th best quarterback. Maybe, if he maximizes all his potential. I think Justin Fields could be you know, a perennial pro bowler, you know, I think he's dynamic enough that he could be that guy. You know what I mean? I mean, he could be Deshaun Watson and all, and all honesty, that was my comparison yeah. coming yeah. out. You know what I mean? That same level of speed, that same level of accuracy, right. you know, thrown off different levels. I, I thought he was, I mean, I think he's compared, very comparable to Trevor Lawrence. And I, for, for my money, I think he's a better quarterback, but obviously Trevor Lawrence has been hyped so much and it deservingly so not like he's ass or anything, but. Yeah, but still, it's it's a lot closer between one and two for me than a lot of people. Yeah, so it looks like it's going to go Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, and then either Mac Jones or Justin Fields. And I just don't want to see the Niners put me through that again, where we passed on Aaron Rodgers and took Alex Smith. And uh, you, I mean, you know how that ended up working out for us. So yeah, it's got to be Justin Fields. I'm with you. Uh, all right, so this is the one you gotta you gotta let me know where this came from. Athletes and adult actresses. Okay, so uh, you know, remember when Jimmy G got traded to the Niners and he came on the scene as a star and he was supposedly dating, you know, I don't even know the porn star's name, but supposedly dating said porn star and it was yeah. a lot of flack about it, like why is he doing this? Right. The yada yada yada. And we're starting to see it more and more in uh in professional sports with professional athletes. Right now, it's a, another rumor floating out there that LaMelo Ball is linked to Tiana Trump, which is another adult actress. Okay. If you're out there, you're listening. If you know, you know. If you don't know, you don't know. But it's all, it's all good. How do, you, how do we feel at, objectively as fans with athletes dating you know, adult actors? I mean, you know, are you dating or are you banging? Because those are two very different things to me, right? Like if you're just if you're just smashing, then good for you, you know. But mm -hmm. uh, if you're dating them, I just I mean that's your business. If you don't mind your girl getting filmed, you know, fucking other people, like <laughs> I'm who am I to judge? You know what I'm saying? Like this is America. You should let your freak flag fly. And if you're cool with that, then cool. I just feel like I mean it's a it's to me on on. Uh, on a whole, it's kind of low-hanging fruit, you know. You're a very famous uh, 
celebrity athlete worth millions of dollars like you don't have to bang porn stars you could pretty much hook up with whoever you want yeah i mean 100 percent. i mean again and again this report is here is hearsay i have not seen any documented footage of either hanging out but it's just something that i thought i found interesting and is becoming more and more commonplace well how do you feel about it you know what yeah, you know what? If that's what you're into, I mean, I think you know, like a lot of yeah. like, I mean, you got to think about it, like pornography and a lot of these like more lewd things that we were used to, like you know, as like you being a kid or me being a kid, like that stuff was like obscene, you know. But like yeah. now, like you know, you scroll up and down your Twitter timeline, it's eight a.m. and there's some some chick getting banged out that got retweeted by one of the homies, you know. Like that's just like the world we live in, you know. Yeah, and that's kind of wild to me, and I kind of wish uh, on my timeline, I really. I'm I'm done with your OnlyFans promos and I'm done with you know your homemade sex videos. I hate scrolling in my timeline and all of a sudden there's just some you know some chick giving back shots. I just I I don't need that. You know what I mean? Like I'm not no for sure. I've never been super into porn or anything. Like I'm not against it. I'm not a prude or anything like that. It's just yeah. You know, it's not my real get down so to speak. You know what I mean? Like I don't I, yeah so. You know, I just, I wish we would stop that. Like, I understand it's a social media platform. You can promote whatever you want to promote. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I just, I, I could do without it. You know what I'm saying? No, but I, I feel like that speaks to the, you know, the, the evolution of the world we live in. Because, I mean, you know, five, ten years ago, that stuff isn't on Facebook, isn't on Twitter, you know, without being flagged. And it probably stuff still, still does get flagged, but a lot of stuff, slide between the cracks right so it's like it's a mixture of both it being more easily accessible as well as it also being more okay yeah i mean we definitely we have normalized that type of behavior right and social media has done a lot to expedite that process i mean if you think about a lot of the people that are really getting paid on social media um what are they getting paid for or how did they get to that that following they're showing butts, you know what butts I mean. And, butts and guts. Yep, they're just they're just showing a lot, and that got a huge following. You know, when, <laughs> funny story. Uh, when I first hopped on Instagram, I didn't really understand what the concept was, and I, based on just all the, you know, a lot of butts being shown, I thought it was kind of a dating site. Mm. My homegirl got like convinced me to get on. I got on, and so I thought it was like Facebook for hooking up. And so I just followed hella Instagram models. I still will have like I still try to clear my following, you know, every couple months. To, <laughs> you know, one one I'll just be scrolling the timeline, and then all of a sudden someone's just twerking. I'm like, where did this come from? This right? I'm a changed man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I get a lot. It's just it's just so readily accessible. It's like it's not even something that you're even looking for, but it's just right there. Yeah, yeah. And like I said, we normalized it, and it's just weird to me, like that that bad baby or whatever her name is, uh, get making a million dollars in six hours for going on for starting OnlyFans. It's gross to me. She's eighteen, bruh. Right. People have been building up this following for at least three to four years. So that means you've been fantasizing of a, a minor for yeah. you know, four years. It's disgusting. But it's like, you know, we've normalized it to a, a point where it's just, I don't know, man. This is why I'm not mad I don't have kids. You know, like, I don't even know. Oh, how, yeah. 
how I'd help them navigate like this new world. Like, you know, you got to understand all this doesn't mean anything. You know, all this social media shit doesn't mean anything. And if you're not on there uh, promoting something and, and, you know, trying to help your own bottom line, then, you know, there's not much of a point to me, you know. But anyway, yeah. I'm on my old old head shit. I don't really know. You, you've seen a lot of life. But yeah, for sure. <laughs> it's definitely a, diff- a minefield for sure, to say the least. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do this uh, best players under 25 on ESPN. I want to get your thoughts on this. All right. Yeah. So this is another list uh, involving LaMelo Ball. Pretty much ESPN came out with another trash list of <laughs> uh, most play- players under 25 with ba- basically the most potential, but basically the risk was made made off a mixture of currently what they're doing and then potential uh, moving forward. Yeah. Okay. So the list works. Uh, number one, Luka Dantich, uh Zion Williamson, LaMelo Ball, Donovan Mitchell, Jason Tatum, De'Aaron Fox, Ben Simmons, Devin Booker, Bam Adebayo, Shea Gillius-Alexander, Brandon Ingram, and Jalen Brown, and Jamal Murray. And that's the top 13. And if you want to look at the other... 25 top 25 you could look at the rest of that give me the top five one more time real quick uh luca zion lamello donovan mitchell and jason tatum yeah i mean i think that's fair donovan's still under 25 huh damn i feel like he's been in the league for a minute yeah i think he's like 23 24 and I, 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 I can see it if you're basing it off that. Like, LaMelo has showed a lot. Zion's obviously been dynamic as soon as he came into the league. And we waited those, you know, 40 games of his rookie year, and he came in right away and dropped the 30 ball. Luka's obviously Luka. But it's like, Jason Tatum is a star. Yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, he definitely is. It, it's been kind like, of... Jason Tatum is the best player on this list. Oh man, Luca would give him a run for his money. I think. Yeah, I can see that. I think, but Luca's team is so bad—not bad, but it's like they need him. You know what I mean? Like, like Jason Jason Tatum actually has real hoopers around him. You know what I mean? Like three to four other guys that can like legitly create their own shot at like an All Star level. Yeah, well, that's and that's a big argument that I have currently for Steph Curry being MVP. Oh, let's get into this. Who does Steph have around him right now? I mean, Draymond Green is an absolute zero when it comes to his offensive ability. Um, and then where are you going for offense? Let me. I want to look this up. Uh, I want to see who the Warriors' leading scorers are this year because it is a significant drop-off. I feel like Kelly Oubre's got to be up there, but yeah, because Steph is at like, what, like 27, 28 right now? Uh yeah. Yep. Steph's going twenty nine point seven. Yep. So there you have it. Let's go. This is it's just okay, yeah. So Andrew Wiggins with eighteen, Kelly Oubre with fifteen, Wiseman with eleven, Poole with ten. I mean listen to these names I'm saying. Andrew Wiggins. Oubre, who's a good overall player, but he's definitely should not be any type of focus on offense. Not a shooter. Yeah. Wiseman. And then just look at the dudes he has on his team. Poole. Jordan Poole, who they're saying that is like, he's really been coming around lately. I've seen him, man. It's been, it's been tough with him. It's been really tough. 
at times I feel like he's one of the worst NBA players in the league that gets a is a, a starter on a regular basis. <laughs> you know, Eric Pascal, you know, good pickup for a second round pick. Marquise Chris, Draymond Green, again, absolute zero, averaging 6.4 points a game this year. Damian Lee, Kent Bazemore. I mean, it's just we don't have anyone this year. And for and the way Steph's been going off, like the fact that they're even still floating around a playing game, you take him off that team, and they may be the worst roster in the league. I mean, by the definition of what we perceive the definition of the MVP is, like, yeah, Steph for sure is the MVP. Yeah. But the way that we've made the award, you know, it's about who has a really good record as well as, you know, averaging 25, 27 points a game. And if you're a big man, you don't have to have 10 plus rebounds. If you're a, a point guard or a forward, you need to have, you know, seven to 10 assists. Yeah. That's just the nature of the sport. So, I mean, it's nice. It's a great story. And a lot of people definitely question the fact that if Steph could or couldn't still carry a team per se, which I think has been, you know, thoroughly silenced now, but it's like, you know, his team is bad. You got to go with somebody who's been on, you know, playing for something every night. Like Harden has, I mean, since the trade yeah, has been, been the best player in the league. Embiid, I mean, was the was the MVP until he got hurt, and who knows when he's going to come back, so you got to kind of X him out. LeBron was in it until he got hurt. Yeah, that's all a good so point. It's basically, basically going to be a war of attrition at this point. Like, Harden's down right now, so let's say Harden doesn't come back, then I think Steph has a real shot at it. But if if it's gonna if Harden comes back soon and still plays at the same level he's playing at, I feel like you got to give it to Harden or maybe even the Greek Freak again. Yeah, I just think, you know, you know how these things go, though. They go so much storyline on these things, you know what I mean? And I don't think they're going to give it to Harden just because, I, I, I don't know, they could, but I definitely don't think they're going to give it to Giannis for a third time, you know what I mean? Like, Giannis's team is now third in the East, so kind of hard to give it, you know, they, I don't think they're, you, when was the last time we saw MVP, the same MVP three years in a row, 3P? I can't remember. Uh, he won twice in a row. I thought Harden won one time in between. He really got it back-to-back years. Yeah. One of those years, he shouldn't have got it, though. I mean, the MVP is so, you know, subjective. Like, yeah. Um, back to your point, though. You are talking about how at least Jalen, uh, or I'm sorry, um, uh, Tatum has hoopers around him, and Doncic doesn't have anyone. Dallas is 28 and 21 in the West, and uh, – Boston is 26 and 26. And I knew Boston, I knew no Boston's been struggling all year, but damn, dog. That's that's really disappointing for that team. No, for sure, but it, I mean, you could say whatever you want about it, but it's definitely not about talent. Agreed. Yeah, they you got, know what I mean, he has four four top 25 isolation players, you know. With, or at least at least scorers. With who? With with Jalen Brown, Kemba, and who else? Tatum and uh oh, I, I guess you can't put Pritchard, but Pritchard and Marcus Smart are decent. They're decent, yeah. Yeah, they're not they're not terrible. Those are serviceable uh six, seven, eighth men on any you know backup point guards on any team. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, all right, let's move on. Uh, staying with hoops, kind of. The Space Jam Two trailer dropped. Jay, what were your thoughts on it? I mean, I thought it was dope. I just think it's one of those things to where the first one was so good that it would never be, you know, out 
outlived, outproduced, whatever. But I'm excited to see it. I mean, it's been hyped for so long. Right, right, yeah. At this point, like, I'm ready for it to be available. Agreed. Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely going to watch it. I just, yeah, the first one was a classic, and it's just going to be for all the Jordan stands out there. Another reason to be like, see, Michael Jordan even made better movies than LeBron. <laughs> right. You know, uh, but no, it, it should be good. Um, all right. Let's stay with movies for a second. Have you seen Godzilla vs. Kong yet? Yeah, I watched it. <laughs> Did you like it? <laughs> nah, it was it was decent. I mean, I'm more of a fan of like the Planet of the Apes movies. That's a that's a those are big movies for me. I think those as far as like movies in that sci-fi type of realm, yeah, like those those movies are are top shelf for me. Okay, I got you. Yeah, and I think it was more so of like you know, like like let's be real, the plot line was kind of bullshit. Little, in, in, it was terrible. In a, in a lot of ways, the plot line was just like bullshit. Shout out to my man Paperboy for getting a, getting a little shine in there. How did Paperboy and two teenagers break into all these high tech facilities and make it from Florida to Hong Kong, going through the middle of the earth, and nobody caught them? There, nobody. Know, oh my god. Yeah, no. the The storyline or the plot line was terrible. The writing was pretty bad, but the action was fucking awesome, and that's what I'm here for. I'm here exactly. for big, dumb action movies. And it had all the big, dumb action movie tropes. It had the hot chick who was the spoiled one who was overseeing them shipping uh, King Kong across or whatever. And mm-hmm. kept calling him a monkey, get the monkey off the boat, whatever. I mean, it was just, it was terrible. It was written terribly. But I was here for the action, and the action did not disappoint. Uh, I love how they're just casually killing hundreds of thousands of people as they're tearing up uh, <laughs> Hong Kong. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, like they didn't even shut it down. Like they knew he was coming. They brought him here for this. Yeah, they went in their little Titan shelters. But for the most part, they were just fucking up that entire city. And obviously people were dying. It was just like no one even mentioned it. There weren't even like ambulances at the end or anything. It's just like, well, you know what's going to happen when they show up here, you know? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, but for the action, yeah, like you said, for the action, you got your money's worth. Would have loved to see it in theaters, but that's that plot line would have would have zoned me out of the action. Yeah, agreed, agreed. Uh, I mean, I don't know, not agreed, because I was actually, uh, the plot line was so dumb that it was like comical to me, and so I don't mind it because I go into those movies expecting them to be written poorly and be really dumb. And I'm just here for the action, and I love the CGI and all that shit. So I nerded out with that. I was happy. Uh, moving on. All right. So Riley's in the heart of Chico, California, wins the Barstool Sports uh, Best Bar in America, Best College Bar in America Challenge. Or shout tournament. out to Riley's. Yeah, shouts to Riley's. We've, we've been giving them love this whole time on the radio show and on the pod. But shouts to Riley's. Um, I mean, it's a despicable bar. I have many friends that work there. Shuts all of them. But uh, if you're going to a bar, a dive bar, I mean, do you want anything less than despicable? This is despicable actions. Like, yeah. why are you going to a dive bar if you don't want despicable things to happen? Yeah, I mean, I, there's no better way to sum it up. I've told you the story. I've said it on air before. But I saw a girl poop on the ground in Riley's before. Not in, the in Riley's. Yeah, like next to the ATM. She just dropped it like it was hot, let one go, got up, beelined it for the door and left. Wow. Yeah. That is crazy. Yeah, man. Yeah. That is sick. So I wanted to ask you, what's the most despicable thing you've ever done in a bar? 
the most despicable thing I've ever done in a bar. <laughs> I don't I I don't know. I've never I don't think I've ever threw up like in a bar or anything. I mean, after that shit story, that set me back. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. I mean <laughs> that, that that is the absolute like worst thing you could do. That's a reasonable reaction, and I thought I've told you the story before, so maybe I should have said it with a little more gusto, not knowing that you have never heard it before, but that is crazy. I I would say the worst thing I've ever done is like maybe broke like you know, a plethora of shot glasses or, yeah. or drink drink vehicles. Like, you know, somebody comes through and I like knock them over or something and knock down like five to six things. Somebody has to clean them up. But like that has nothing on a, a shit story in the middle of a bar, <laughs> middle of a dive bar in front of the bathroom. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I guess she couldn't wait. She couldn't wait in line, you know? So you gotta, if you gotta go, you gotta go. Uh, that is fucking crazy. That's <laughs> disgusting. Uh, I don't know. This, she she's married now with three kids. Right. Exactly. Exactly. I don't really have any despicable stories. I mean, if I've ever had a puke, I don't even really recall ever puking in a bar. Um, like I've always been able to make it outside of the bar. I I remember leaving a bar in Chicago one night at four in the morning. And walking out and walked right past the bouncer, get in the middle of the street and mid stride, just projectile vomit. Don't break stride, just keep it pushing. And we walked back to the hotel. <laughs> no. uh, there was there was a group of I mean, it, the bars were closing down at four. So there's a group of people outside of me, just like a gang of folks just sitting there and I heard one girl go oh my god (laughs) (laughs) it's like yep uh, no biggie nothing to see here I'm just gonna keep it moving it's in the street you know it's not on the sidewalk not on anybody you know no so I think that's probably the most despicable Uh, we got some listener questions but I honestly I kind of want to save them Uh, we're going because I definitely want to talk about New York City finally legalizing weed. About time. They did it in a big way too. So some of the some of the laws there, you could have three ounces on your person, which okay. Still, I mean, it is a little different than here though. Like, I believe you can only have what an ounce, ounce and a half if you don't have a card here on your person. Yeah. On your person, I think an ounce is the limit. I think yeah, it is an ounce. Um, you can have five. You could have five pounds of weed in the crib legally, uh, which to me, five pounds of weed in the crib uh, tells me uh, you, there's some commercial value there. You know what I'm saying? Like, definitely, nobody's smoking up five pounds of weed, but okay, uh, that's cool. And anywhere you can smoke cigarettes, you can smoke weed, which is not the way it is in California. I mean, it's basically accepted everywhere, but you know what I'm saying? If if a bar allows you to go on the patio and smoke a cigarette, I've definitely smoked a handful of joints and blunts in the back of bars and patios, but it's... It's not universally accepted, it's for not, sure. Yeah, and it's certainly not legal. Um, yeah, you're not supposed to smoke in public places. And uh, the cops can't search your car for weed, so they—that's the big one. That's huge. They can't say, "Oh, it smells like weed in here." You know, they can't 
I mean, they stopped the stop and frisk a while ago, but they can't roll up on you if you're outside smoking weed and then use that to search you and find other shit. And that's, yeah, that's a huge one. I mean, I've been in that situation before. I'm sure you've been in that situation before where a cop's like, it smells like marijuana in here, you know, I'm going to have to search it. And I've refused every time, but... But of course they still go ahead. A couple times they have, a couple times, you know, I was like, I'm within my rights, I refuse, like, you're going to have to get a warrant, like... It does not smell like weed in here. I make very sure of that. You know, driving <laughs> around as a black person, I make sure that, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, it does not smell like weed in here. I have to be on my P's and Q's. Yes. Now that I'm riding around in my Graham's car, though, I'm not as worried about it because I look pretty innocent driving around that boat. You know what I'm saying? You look pretty docile I look pretty- in that blue. In that blue beater, baby. Yep, it's not tinted, nothing. I was just thinking, man, I'm gonna cop a new car, and then I was like, I'm not. I'm, I'm gonna. I was telling Steph the other day, I'm gonna ride this thing till the wheels fall off, and I had to get a, a, a flat fix. So I went and shout out to my homies over at Quality Used, hooked it up for the free ski. Uh, but I'm rolling it. I'm dipping out of there, and the hubcap just starts rolling next to the car. <laughs> Damn. And uh, Steph was like, I think the wheels are literally falling off. I was like, Yeah, it might be time to start start looking for a new whip. But that's the thing. You don't want to be like, you know, you're in a position to where you still have a functioning car. So like getting the whip before and it's still just drive the other whip until it breaks, type shit. Yeah, yeah. I just I don't know, man. I'm I'm cheap when it comes to cars for some reason, but I think this next car I will buy brand new. Um Mm. I'll probably lease it. I'll probably lease it. I'm not trying to like be out here flexing and you know what I mean? I'm not buying like an Escalade or something completely unreasonable, but I would like to get something newer if I'm going to put invest that much money, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, if you're going to do that the smart way is to lease it for sure cuz once you get something new new, you're going to want something new again. Yeah. Later down the road. Yeah, that's why I like the the lease idea cuz in 3 years I just cop a new whip, you know. Mm-hmm. So Anyway, I don't know why or how we got into that, but I'll be rolling around with one ounce or less with me here in California. You know what I'm saying? No, for sure. But that, no, that, they can't search your car. That is humongous. That's huge. Yeah, yeah. So shouts to NY for, uh, for getting that pass. That's, that's that is crazy. like the carrot, you know, the carrot at the end of the thing. Like, you know what? You know what? And here, and here's this for you. Yeah, yeah. This is, <laughs> this is for us, this is for the people. This is for the streets. This is for the streets. Goddamn right. All right, bro. Good show. Uh, you got anything to say to the folks before we get out of here? Um, you know what? I just want to say, take care of yourself, guys. You know, you don't, you don't know, you don't know what you got until it's gone. <laughs> all right. Uh, so take take care of yourself. Take care of your bodies. Take care of your mentals, and most of all, take care of your chicken. Yeah, save y'all's chicken, folks. All right, it's been real. We're out of here. Peace. Peace.